Welcome to Talk It Out with Tab. I'm your host, Tab, creating a safe space for you to share your truth. Let's talk it out as we walk into our existence of thriving together. Good people, today I have Shalina, studying psychologist and someone who masters in spiritations. She will guide you through your meditation. She's here to talk about the power of meditation and how it impacts our life. Shalina, welcome to Talk It Out with Tab. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you for having me, Tab. I appreciate it. This is an honor. It's an honor to have you. So I wanted to just um, start with you talking about how your practice of meditation started. I know that you, um, you're a studying psychologist and you currently work with special needs and you help people with um, behavioral challenges, but I wanted to talk specifically of how meditation started for you before we get into how you've come alongside people and helped them. I first came across meditation, I had to be maybe 11 years old. And I remember um, I I was in a course cultural program in my school at the time. And this was um, my junior high school. And um, I remember my teacher taking us to a yoga class. And at the beginning of the class, they had us sit still and they explained to us what meditation was. And I remember thinking like, this feels like punishment. This feels like my dad telling me to go into the corner and don't say anything and don't move. So initially I did not like it. But um, as I got older and I started to suffer from anxiety, I rediscovered meditation. And it was the thing that got me to sit down and still my mind. Because with anxiety, your mind is always ruminating with the negative thoughts. So um, I rediscovered it maybe 10 or 11 years later in my early 20s. So um, yeah, it, it set me on the path to clear my mind to make better decisions going forward. Awesome, awesome. Well, I know that currently, although you have the strong practice of meditation yourself, I know that you come alongside people and you do guided meditation sessions. So um, I've done a course with you before and I truly enjoyed that course. Um, I wish you would do more courses like that, but I wanted you to talk about the services that you offer and the transformation that you have seen in other people's lives from you doing guided meditation courses. Well, first with um, my guided sessions, what I prefer to do is make sure that people can breathe And I know that sounds so weird because like we breathe every day, all day, but a lot of us do not know the correct way to breathe. So I like to show breathing techniques. Um, Once we get you fundamentally breathing on a level where you can calm your body in order to calm your mind, um, we can begin, which I would recommend guided meditation when people start. Okay. There are meditations where you can sit there with no guide, with no sound, with just your breath alone. Um, I would say that's more for advanced, uh, for a more advanced practice. So um, basically when you begin meditation, you want to get your mind to be still. You want to stay focused. You want to stay in the moment. You want to stay present. And one way to anchor yourself besides breath when you're a beginner is for someone else to guide you through the meditation. 
So um, that's the technique that I offer to get people to meditate. And meditate is not something you just do for a couple of weeks or a couple of years. It's a lifelong practice. So there's no such thing of getting it wrong. If I can say getting it wrong, if I can say, which you can never get it wrong, is if you do not have a proper fundamental breathing technique. That's the only way where I would say it can be a waste of time. That's it. So once you know how to breathe, um, which is just simple fundamental breathing that we all should breathe in a, in a certain way in order to alleviate anxiety and depression, um, along with meditating. You're good. You could do this for life. You could do this as a six-year-old. You can do this when you're 96 years old. This is for all ages, all peoples, all walks of life. And I know a lot of people tend to have, um, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people tend to have these hangups about what meditation actually means. You know, as a Christian, I meditate. I am not advanced in meditating. Mm-hmm. I can only do it for short periods of time. And now that you're talking about it, it probably is my breathing. So when I start to med- meditate, I will often be still in my mind. Um, and then my mind begins to wander. So um, when I say that my mind begins to wander, I have since learned that the wandering mind is okay. Like go with your mind and then bring it back. Mm. Um, There has been this place that comes to mind that I've never been to before, had no knowledge of it, but there's this place that I, I tend to transcend to, I guess is the best way to say it when I meditate and I kid you not, recently this place, I did not know it was a real place, began to show up on my Instagram feed. I am not kidding you. Get out. So you, not, you're, man, you're manifesting. Manifesting it, yes. You're at the level. <laughs> That's awesome. I did not know. I mean, people talk about manifestation and I do believe in the power of what you think comes to life. Of course. But this was very different for me to... Um, I'm not sure if you saw a couple of months ago, I started talking about this overflow journal that I've been using. Yes. And so part of that is having time to meditate. So I started meditating then. I think it's it, it coincided with the time that you and I, that I was journeying with you when you did your course for, um, you know, the ladies and I. Um. And that place is now, it's only now that it's popping up all these months later that it's popping up on my Instagram feed. And it's a real place in Greece. And I plan to go there someday because I'm like, there's something that's drawing me there. So you are going to go there. (laughs) I hope so. Not no, stop saying hope so. You know, that's the thing. Every New Year or New Year's Eve, rather, I sit down and I write a list of a hundred things things I'm going to do in the new year. Mm-hmm. Do you know I've been doing this for, I want to say maybe the last 10 years. Sometimes I'm shocked with the things that I accomplished on that list. Cause you have the little things and you have the big things that you have no idea of how you're going to get that done. And it happened mm-hmm. because that's a manifestation. Once you put something into your subconscious, which drives 95% of our waking uh, motivations, reactions, actions, life, period. Your mind is working out a way of how to get there and you don't even know it. 
you just find yourself paying more attention to, for example, the places popping up on your Instagram, right? So yes, it is. Well, I always tell people because people are like, is it magical? No, it's not magical. It's just that you start subconsciously looking for clues. You start subconsciously being more aware and highly sensitive to what it is you particularly plant into your subconscious for manifestation. So it starts popping up. The next thing you know, opportunities to go stop popping up. And then you start meeting people because it could be someone that you speak to every single day, right? And let's just say it's this place in Greece that we're speaking of. And the person could say, yeah, my cousin is from there, but you've known this person for five years, right? And because you start speaking about it more and it starts popping mm-hmm. more, the way to that place or to wherever you want, it just, a path just clears its way. It's not magic. It's science, actually. So I just it's not I, magic. It's science. Science. Yes. It's science. And about that scientific aspect of it, you know, you were talking about using meditation as a form of dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression, um, dealing with just manic thoughts even. But as we know, you know, especially you as a studying psychologist, you know that some people truly do have chemical imbalances and need to be under the care of a psychiatrist. But meditation is a powerful tool that people can use in their everyday lives. You talked about it as a form of not just um, a hobby or a practice that you do just for a season, but it's a way of life. And tell me how it has transformed your way of life. Well, the way it's transformed the way of my life, um, I was diagnosed with uh, anxiety when I was, I want to say, could have been 2021. And I was agoraphobic. And I know a lot of people in the family did not know this. Um, But there was a point where I could not leave the house. It was just um, terrifying for me to leave the house. I would hear my neighbor coming out the door and I'm terrified to just be around anyone. And I didn't know what was happening to me. I know I went through a traumatic event um, not too long before then that uh, was, I mean, basically a life-threatening event. And um, I said to myself, I'm, I'm an extrovert, um, na- naturally. So for me to suddenly become agoraphobic and not able to leave my house and socialize was something really big for me and something really devastating for me. Um, And I went to a psychiatrist and I had a psychologist I was going to. A lot of people don't realize that there's a bit of a different psychiatrist had the ability to prescribe medication where some Mm -hmm. psychologists not. So I was under the care of a psychiatrist who prescribed me medication and a psychologist who I had um, uh, talk therapy with. And um, I remember the medication just not working. Um, I was having vivid nightmares. Um, I I did not feel less agoraphobic. Um, I felt like my life was spiraling out of control. I started to feel suicidal, which I have never felt in my life. And um, I remember my psychologist did not agree with the medication they were giving me. It was just a whole weird situation. And so she was beginning to show me alternatives to medication. She said, well, won't you do yoga um, in conjunction with this? So, you know, let's try meditation. She would give me books. And um, 
I started to begin that practice and it will calm me down, even from the side effects from the medication, it will calm me down from. Um, and of course, eventually um, I was taken off of the medication. She and I had to go to another um, facility, actually. She she quit her job and took me with her. That's how bad it was. And that's wow. why I, yes. And this was in Harlem. So that's why I want to get into um, psychology with our people. Because I realize sometimes you will find yourself in programs where you may not be receiving the best um, care. So um, she, we went, uh, I got off the medication and I started um, a natural lifestyle, different diet, active medication, which um, not medication, excuse me, active meditation, which is yoga. That's something else we get into for another time. But then meditation, when you sit down. And you slow down those ruminating thoughts. And what I would say to your audience with meditation, it's not about stopping your thoughts. And that's extremely important for people to know. You can't stop your thoughts. They're going to come. Like the clouds pass by in the sky, they're going to come. And I always tell my traveling companions that when you meditate, allow your thoughts to go by like clouds. Don't engage with them. Don't judge them. Just let them go by. So it's about stilling the mind. It's not a competition to compete for your mind. Some days it's going to be easier than others. I like telling people, and I know it's hard because some, someone said to me, um, they suggest people to begin at three minutes. I don't. I suggest 10 minutes. I think we all can find 10 minutes in our day to just sit and still our minds. Even if we're listening to our favorite song, I would not recommend a song um, that's uh, too noisy, but something that's common, right? Um, put that song on for, for a loop if you, if you choose to. Sit down for 10 minutes or have a playlist that lasts for 10 minutes of calming music and just sit down and sit still and let your thoughts just pass for 10 minutes. And that will improve your life because it improved mine. It gave me clarity. And it was powerful, formative in so many ways. Tabitha, I can tell you without meditation, I don't know if I would be here without active meditation and meditation. I don't know. You know, that's powerful. I didn't even know some of the things that you shared today. And, you know, we're family. Yeah. Um, so first I want to say thank you for your transparency. Um, I'm sorry that you went through that time cause I did not know of it. And, you know, I can only imagine that it was scary. I can only imagine that you felt alone, yeah. um, you know, to go through that time. So, you know, this is even a testament to sometimes people go through things in families, but we tend to go through them in silence and we don't reach out to family members. You know, when you said that, I, I know that, you know, that um, one of my brothers passed from suicide. Yeah. And um, when you said that it struck something in me because, you know, I would hate for anyone that I know intimately mm -hmm. or even casually to have those feelings and not reach out. So I'm glad that you're no longer there. But if you know anyone else in our family, or even if you are to, you know, experience something like that in life again, please, I am only a call away. So I just <laughs> wanted to say that and not let it gloss over. Yeah. Um, but 
I wanted to also touch upon you talking about your thoughts. Mm. So as I mentioned to you, I did meditation and I thought I had to clear my mind. That was the idea that I had. But now I allow my thoughts to go. That's how I envisioned this place in Greece. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is really powerful. People think that they have to battle with their thoughts during that time. And that doesn't work. It doesn't allow meditation to happen. It doesn't because if you're in that battle, if you're battling, then you're not still. If you are, if you are in actively engaging in something, then you are not experiencing the stillness. It's almost like meeting an animal in the wild, right? You don't know how it's going to behave. And so your posture should be to be still and let it pass by so you don't disrupt, disrupt the atmosphere. Perfect. And it's the same way in that meditation. When you see that that thought in the wild, because that's really what your mind is sometimes, <laughs> let it pass by. You don't yeah. want to disrupt it. It maintains your peace. It maintains their peace. And that means that neither of you are a threat to each other. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> you are coexisting together. Yes. Yes. And it's, and it's also about the worry cycle. And I think a lot of us, and I know for me, for so long before I discovered these techniques that I felt like I had to follow my thoughts. Like I had to engage with them. I had to deal with them. And all they would do was just keep me in this worry cycle. And so I work myself into like a frenzy of just anxiety that's crippling. And um, meditation, it breaks the worry cycle. Mm. The worry cycle. Let's talk about how that not only, I mean, people talk about meditation as a form of mental health and emotional health maintenance, but let's talk about it from a physical, like worrying and anxiety. It manifests itself in actual physical diseases. People don't even realize that either, how it's impacting their body physically. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, just having anxiety gives you heart palpitations, your hands sweat, you you get dizzy, you feel real physiological changes and effects in your body. Um, As you said, long-term anxiety and depression turn into diseases. I'm one of those people that I feel like you can develop something as serious as cancer from emotional disorders. And I mean, it's years and years in the making, but... um, we have to take care of ourselves in order for, because I, I do honestly believe our mind, body, and spirits are all connected. And when mm-hmm. I say spirit, I'm speaking of the energy, right? We know mm-hmm. that emotion is, we know that um, emotion is energy in motion, right? So when you're not taking care of that energy in motion in your body, which are your emotions, I do believe they get stuck in particular places and it diseases those areas of your body. Mm-hmm. And then- develop something, you develop a terminal illness. And you're like, where did it come from? I feel like I'm eating right. I'm, I feel like I'm biking. I'm doing things, you know? Um, and you're not taking care of yourself emotionally. Yes, you know? that is. That is true. Um, so I wanted to also um, give you an opportunity to talk about, to walk my listeners through um, what being a traveling companion with you is like, how will they be able to partner with you in order to get a guided meditation session? I am on IG. 
Instagram um, under Hood Hippie Chick. And I have a link in my bio. So they, um, and the link would just show you, it would take you to my teachable account. And you can just read a little bit more about me and my experience and um, all of the sessions I have to offer are lined up there. So um, what I offer, I do offer a basic guided meditation and it's called the awareness exercise. So I basically just sit there with you. It's very fundamental. Um, it's a grounding med- guided meditation. So um, um, I would need you to sit with your feet on the ground because there are meditations where you can fold your legs in the lotus position. But this uh, meditation is uh, basically basic and fundamental. So you can have your feet grounded and it's fun. And, and a lot of people who have done it have said, wow, I never thought I could meditate. And this is pretty easy. Um, there are other sessions that I have. I have a managing anxiety session one. So in this, in that particular session, I use guided imagery as a structured exercise, which I assist you in healing of your anxiety and panic. So I go much deeper into the session one from the basic guided sessions. Um, and the managing anxiety session one, it helps reduce the intensity or number of your anxiety and panic attacks. Um, we can work further and do and manage an anxiety session too. So in that particular session, I help you break free from the worry cycle. And it's through a relaxation exercise and it's called feeling the breath. So it's more of, um, it's a different level of meditation where, um, it gets you to connect with your breath and it's less of me speaking and more of you breathing. So this technique also helps reduce the intensity or number of your anxiety and panic attacks. So I also just want everyone to know that as a studying psychologist, my plan is to be a psycho-spiritualist. So um, I want to bring in um, a lot of ancient spirituality that I'm also um, informally (laughs) studying and also my formal studies um, of psychology and bring that together um, to create something uh, culturally sensitive to our community, which I feel like we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, I offer <clears throat> spirit stations. I offer it for a full hour or half hour. So if you want to talk about anything, the big questions of life, atoms, death, aliens, relationships, magics, <laughs> your deepest regrets, your greatest joys, the meaning of life, faraway galaxies, anything, memories, anything. So what I'm noticing is that I'm having a lot of conversations with people who direct messaged me. Once we get into this conversation, because I'm a person that I go down that rabbit hole. Like, let's talk about everything. Why not? And a lot of people say I'm unable to have these conversations with my family or my significant other. And I feel like if you don't have a sacred space where you can allow your mind to expand, I mean, even beyond the fringes of what you believe or what you know, you're not going to be able to feel like you you could completely be yourself. And I think it's important to have conversations where there are no limitations, there are no boundaries. And of course, within a respectful way, but you know, it's very important to be able to express yourself you know, however deep and profound that you need to. Of course, of course. Those are my therapeutic conversations. (laughs) 
And do they have to, so those courses that you listed all out in order, um, they pretty much have to, I, I noticed that you listed them in a particular order. So I'm thinking that you would recommend starting with someone at the basic level first and then working your way up with that person. Or can someone, based on their level of you know, meditation or maturity in this area, can they jump in at any level with you? Um, yes. I mean, I would recommend if you've never meditated before, I would recommend you take the guided meditation because, um, it would be wise to learn a breathing Mm -hmm. technique, um, and just to understand the fundamentals of meditation in order for it to be, um, optimally effective. Um, as far as if you know the basics of meditation and you just want to manage your anxiety, you could jump right into that. Um, you don't need any uh, prior experience. Um, just if you're experiencing anxiety, you want to come sit down and be still, we can do that together. As far as the spirit stations, which is my little name for therapeutic conversations, because <laughs> um, I can't call it psychoanalysis until I'm accredited. But um, if you want to, you could just jump to that. I mean, if you, some people are not not interested in meditation. If you're just interested in just having someone listen to your ideas, someone listens to um, the deepness or the, 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 the infinite profound deepness of your mind, because some people want to go there, feel free to have a spirit station with me. I'm here. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Sis, I'm so happy that you are doing this. I'm so happy that you are providing this safe space for our you know, for our community, for people to truly know the power of meditation, you know, as a community, um, especially um, I'll speak to it from a Christian community. Yeah. A lot of times we are not so open to um, learning met the techniques of meditation, which is crazy to me because the word even says meditate on this word day and night. It mm. even instructs us to meditate And so I thank you for just having it open for everyone in our community who is able to um, to just conceive something different and who really is seeking for alternative ways on how to um, find that peace, how to find that centering. And lastly, like when you're meeting with someone, I'm sure if you notice that this supersedes um, anything that you possibly can do to the, do for them and they may truly need medication. I'm sure you also have your referral base where you can refer them to somebody like yeah. a psychiatrist for that. I always let people know that um, I am a studying psychologist. <laughs> so, and I'm a, I go to therapy. So this is just for us to do because a lot of people um, are on waiting list for psychologists and for psychiatry assistance and help, um, which is, that's medical care, you know, so that's extremely important to understand that um, medical care is not even an option. When you need it, you need it, you must go. This is to, um, this is in conjunction with your medical care for Mm you to do something to alleviate as it takes time either for your medication to work or for you to do something as a lifelong practice. However, I do want to say something for my Christian folk, um, when it comes to meditation, I always say to them, and I had to say this to myself years ago, um, when you meditate, well, when you pray, because I see meditation, it's, it's, it's no different from prayer. 
But in this way, when you pray, I feel like we're always asking God for something, right? A lot of us, a lot of us know how to pray and actually uh, we're grateful for what we have. And when we're, we're saying thank you to God, but a lot of us are praying to ask for something. And I always say meditation is when you still the mind to receive the answers to what you're asking for. Mm. It's just prayer and meditation, same vein, same thing, same thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us miss that, that we think that prayer is just to go before the Lord to ask, but prayer is communication. Mm-hmm. And there's no communication that is one way. Anytime it's it's one way, it's a dictation to someone or something. And so thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that prayer is indeed an exchange, a receiving and also an asking. And even sometimes just a posture of gratitude and thanks. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do. I really do appreciate that. Well, this was beautiful. Um, I am going to actually affix all your links to this podcast. So I know that you listed it earlier up in the podcast, but I am going to actually affix your email address, your um, IG stories and your website there. So everyone has a way to connect with you. And I look forward to the growth that you're going to see. And even the, the new customers that will connect with you about it because you are doing an amazing work and necessary work. Thank you. Thank you for your inspiration. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Keep going. Keep pushing. I'm telling you because we need it. As you mentioned, um, you know, people are on waiting lists and people are seeking mental and emotional help. And so keep pushing because we need each other. Yes, we do more than ever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for Shalina from Hood Hippie Chick. Today, we really enjoyed talking with her. At least I really enjoyed talking with her um, and all the wonderful nuggets that she shared. I hope you guys will check her out. I hope you guys will connect with her um, once you've listened to this podcast. And I hope that you will be able to see the benefit in getting a traveling companion and really journeying alongside her um, for your meditation needs. Thank you so much. And I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Blessings upon blessings. This podcast may contain copyrighted material and may not have been specifically authorized by the copyright owner. This should constitute as fair use under Section 107 of the U.S. Copyright Law. If you wish to use any material from this podcast and or site that go beyond fair use, you must obtain express permission from the copyright owner.